Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse, Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, all included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, here we go at our number two live in Los Angeles. It's the Herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening. Thanks for making us part of your day. Nick Wright in a couple minutes. Mike Bibby, the former great uh, Sacramento King, going to be stopping by the show today. Very good. He was on those great Kings teams that never won a title. Some of the best teams that have never won a title. Yeah, I remember him also, Arizona Wildcats. Yes. They won an Addy. That yeah. team was awesome. I love that team. Yeah, no. It, it's That Sacramento team's about as good as any team that's never won a championship. Like in college basketball, the two greatest teams that never won – there was a St. John's team that had Mark Jackson, Walter Berry, Bill Wennington, Willie Glass. I mean, that team, what, Chris Mullen, they didn't win a title. Was then there the was year, a, Yeah, three Big East teams went to the Final Four, right? Yeah. Yeah, and Georgetown, Villanova. That's, right. That's the yeah, best yeah, team yeah. I've ever seen that didn't win a title. The other one is Phi Slamma Jamma, where you had Akeem, oh, Clyde Drexler. Yeah, yeah, I think it was yeah. Clyde Rob Williams, Larry Mishu. There was a guy named something young or something, I think, Rob Young. or something. And it was a collection of really good players. They didn't win a title. Now, those teams would dominate college basketball today and win, but back then, all the top teams had three and four NBA guys. But that Sacramento team had a lot of good players. A lot of good players. So I, I, I got to say this. So Phoenix beat the Clippers in game one. A very much a surprise. I thought the Suns were very lethargic. Manages egos as well as anybody in this sport. So this Clipper team now has confrontational Westbrook and nonverbal Kawhi Leonard, and they knock off the Suns. He did this as a player. He was between Kobe and Shaq. Uh, he did this in Cleveland, where he had to manage uh, Kyrie Irving, uh, LeBron James. I think J.R. Smith may have been mixed in there. Um, he is yet, Ty Lue has yet to get like what you would call a normal gig. <laughs> you know, it's the Lakers, Shaq, and Kobe. That was combustible. Then it's Kyrie and LeBron and J.R. Smith. And, and by the way, his first year with the Clippers. Go back to his first year with the Clippers. Remember, Doc was the coach. He was the assistant. 
and it was the COVID year, and it, he ends up becoming uh, Lemon Pepper Lou Williams. <laughs> and the team totally unravels psychologically in the bubble. So this guy, he has done it, and, and he did it as a player. He got multiple titles as a player in L.A. a couple. He got one in Cleveland as a coach. And, I mean, he last year, Kawhi Leonard didn't play, and Paul George only played like 30 games. And they, and they still were like a 500 team. And he also has gotten the Clippers to the Western Conference Final. I don't. I think that's the only person that's ever done that. So, um, I, I, you know, you got to give Ty Lue. It, it, there is a real art. I have somebody in my life that's great at this. They just manage egos and confrontation and dysfunction. And this person I've known for about 15 years, he is just great at this. Uh, he, he's got a very, very interesting background. And he's done a lot of things. He's worked sort of working class into big, big jobs. And he's just got a, an ability to r- juggle a lot of personalities. Ty Lu is a great basketball coach. And the NBA is different than the NFL. The NFL's got a hard cap. They'll cut the greatest players. In the NBA, players make more money at times on shoe deals than team deals. Now they have social media influences. There's, and this is a star-driven league. It's like international soccer. So you're going to get, and unlike football, where a guy comes into the league at 24, he may be married. You know, NBA, you get guys right out of high school. So it's hard to coach in the NBA. I have a friend in the NBA who always said coaching in the NBA is the worst great job in America. It's a lot of balls to juggle, and Ty Lu is spectacular at it. He has become one of those people. He'd be a great agent. You got the network over here. You got the egomaniac diva over there. They're trying to get a contract. Ty Lu would step in and make everybody get along. That is a great quality and he is fantastic at it steve kerr eric spolstra are another couple guys who are really good at that and it's a big part of the nba you're dealing with kids i mean baby today you didn't go to college go right to the nba and they have to play with like draymond green and steph and and all these veteran guys so he's making westbrook and Kawhi leonard work and that ain't easy that is not easy uh, Nick Wright joining us, co-host First Things First. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, man. I know you didn't want to talk to me today, Colin. Oh, I. you know what? I respect you for not canceling this appearance. <laughs> I do. I thought I might get the old tap on the shoulder. Like, you know, Colin's, you know, Colin's really going to dive into his latest mock draft. <laughs> we think maybe we'll do next week. But it's great to see you. What do you so, want to talk about? Well, let, let's start with this. Because I had a Chiefs reference uh-huh. earlier, which I'll circle back to. And I think you'll like it. Sure. But let me start with this. We do 30 for 30s romanticizing the Knicks, a team that couldn't shoot and never won a title. And I'm, I'm told how great they are. Draymond Green is one of the last vestiges of 80s basketball. The Blazers had Maurice Lucas. My Sonics had Lonnie Shelton. Michael Cooper, Lambeer, Rodman, Draymond. You can't get kicked out of a game for that. It's a bonus as a pro can't wrestler. I mean, no, I mean, he, he, you can, you're not serious. I'm totally you're not serious. serious. I thought you were going to ask whether or not he should be suspended well, he for can't the be, next one. You can't suspend and the it for the to next that one. Is obviously yes. Colin, what is the NBA suspended Patrick Beverly three games for pushing DeAndre Ayton? They suspended Thanasis one game for a headbutt to Blake Griffin that was so vicious. Blake laughed about it while it was happening. This is not the 80s NBA. This is not 
The 90s NBA, and by the way, the romanticization of the New York Knicks had nothing to do with anything other than trying to enhance Michael Jordan's legacy, but that's neither here nor there. Colin, he went full Stone Cold Steve Austin on a player. He then he, uh, did that with the crowd, and then after the game, he removed any type of plausible deniability, like, what? what do you want me to do? I don't know, buddy. Not stomp the guy in the chest. How about that? Like, Colin, this season started with Draymond punching a teammate. It is now going to end with him stomping on the chest of an opponent. And that is then going to bring us to what is the more interesting question. Because whether he is suspended or not, the Warriors, as I told you, are losing this series. And then, are the Warriors going to, if Draymond opts out, give him $100 million into his mid to late 30s. I say no. And so my, I've been saying this for two weeks, and I think all of a sudden people are starting to wonder if it's accurate. I think Draymond's last game with the Warriors is coming up in the next 10 to 12 days, depending on how long they can extend this series. And I think at this point, is the juice... Worth the squeeze. One of the greatest defensive players ever. I think he should have three Defensive Player of the Year awards. He is, in my opinion, not Clay. He is the second most important piece of that dynasty. But if he can't bring the intensity in the regular season, if he can't lead the team because he slugged a guy, and if in the postseason, with the seven quarters in, he's already getting kicked out and you're down 0-2 of a winnable game in a winnable series... Some tough decisions for the, your friends in the Bay Area. Sorry, I know he's your guy and I love you, but that's how I see this playing out. I want to. I want to. I, I got two or three things I want to talk about. So I want to. I want to go yeah. to the Kevin Durant Suns thing. So he didn't lose sure. a regular season game since November, and yet he's lost seven straight playoff games. And I've seen guys yeah. like Westbrook and Beverly, small players but pesky and physical, get in his grill and throw him off his game, and he usually couple games later, figures it out, and then goes crazy. But it is an interesting dynamic here as I watch the Suns. Monty Williams didn't call timeouts. Chris Paul didn't get him the ball. Devin Booker's arguing with officials. Um, there, There is a component to Kevin Durant, as much as I love him, is that Michael would have demanded the ball. LeBron would have demanded it. D. Wade would have demanded it. Shaq would have demanded it. There's no way they would have one shot with 630 to go. It just would not have happened. There's kind of a... There's something about KD that he can go passive if he gets pushed around. Like, is that a fair criticism? So, well, it. I think it's fair. I also think it's not even always a criticism in this regard. What does everyone say? And I think Chris Broussard's the one who has said maybe said it the first, or certainly he says it a lot. So I'll give him credit about Kevin Durant in a positive sense. The most malleable superstar ever. Drop Kevin Durant into any basketball situation, and he enhances it and he fits. But that is one of the reasons why he can at times disappear because it is not his nature to simply demand the offense run through him. Unless, of course, like listen, the last playoff game he won, Colin, I was in attendance for. Game five against the Bucs two years ago in round two. I think it's the finest game of his career. That game, Kyrie was out hurt, and Harden played, but not really. He was coming off the hamstring. The Nets had no choice but to run everything through him. 
He played all 48 minutes, had 48, 17, and 10, and then Steve Nash bear-hugged him at the end of it. That game, there was no choice. Everything must run through Kevin. But with CP3 out there and Devin Booker out there, I think he was fine with seeing how it played out, and it didn't come up his way. So I'm not going to kill him for that at all, and I would be shocked. I'd be shocked if the Clippers without Paul George win this series. I think the bigger story is this, Colin. The Suns might just not be good enough. They have no one on their bench they trust. They are already playing Durant 45 minutes in a playoff game. Chris Paul has moved to a now much different phase of his career. And all of a sudden, it's okay. Durant and Booker are going to need to get us 65 points minimum between the two of them for us to win games and that I think will be enough to beat the Clippers it might be enough might be enough to beat the Nuggets but it ain't gonna be enough to beat the Lakers and you laughed at me Colin but oh everything's coming up LeBron isn't in the Western (laughs) Conference and I'm sure we'll talk about it but I I don't think the Suns can win four rounds with this roster okay I'm gonna go to James Harden then we'll circle back to LeBron so one sure. of the things I worry about you is I eat blueberries and cantaloupe all day and, and I work out every day, oh, yeah. and so that's why I'm aging well. Yeah. You are a little bit of a party guy. You do not work out, and sometimes yeah. you smoke cigarettes, and I worry about how, what's going to look like in 50 years. Th- be that as it may, this is why it goes to Harden. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Harden closed the club. In shape, out of shape. He's fallen off a cliff physically. He just didn't take care of himself. And you watch him now, and you watch LeBron age. You watch Kobe age. It's like Brady. There's a reason they aged well. Steph. Steph's 35, yeah. Yeah. Harden is now a role player with a shoe line that is a liability, I think, to some degree in the playoffs. He doesn't even get to the free throw line. Is that as much as you like Philly, isn't it reasonable to say is not everybody ages well and you how you treat your body and yourself is how your body will treat you in later years? All right. This is, aside from the totally unnecessary drive-by <laughs> personal attack you started that with, but I suppose that was your way of, you know, your way of getting back at me for my Draymond commentary. So I suppose I had it coming. I think everything you said there is correct. And here's the deal for Harden. Despite shutting down the clubs, despite having literally his jersey retired in a Houston gentleman's club within six months of arriving in Houston, back when I was in Houston, yeah. and I broke that story actually <laughs> once upon a time nine years you ago were on there, local bro. radio. That's yeah. a true story. I was there. Yeah. I saw it in the rafters. Yeah. Again, I was a young man's different time, Colin. Uh, he used to be the most durable guy in the league. He would he would play 38 minutes a night for Houston, play 81 games a year. And he did seem to wear down come the postseason, but injuries were not an issue. And then he suffered that hamstring injury at the, in the play, right before the playoffs his first year in Brooklyn. And since then, he has not, for extended stretches, seemed to be able to be totally right. Yeah. Now, this year, I thought he was excellent. Until he hurt the Achilles. He led the league in assists. But then at the end of the season, he hurts the Achilles. You add to it that even a healthy James Harden has a playoff resume that is blotted by a lot of two for 11, nine turnovers. And yes, that is deeply concerning for Philly. 
The reason I still have confidence in Philly is this. I saw Joel Embiid last night not only take what the defense was giving him, but in the fourth quarter, he got the ball in the elbow, surveyed the defense, took one dribble to the rim dunk. The very next possession, got the ball in the exact same spot, surveyed the defense, took one dribble the other direction, reverse pivot, turnaround, fadeaway jump shot, perfect. I watched that and I said, I think there's only one other center in my life that could have done those two exact plays back-to-back, and it's Akeem Olajuwon. And I watched Akeem Olajuwon once upon a time win a title. Yeah. Win one title without another Hall of Famer alongside him and then win a second title with another Hall of Famer at a different part of his career alongside him. I like Philly because I think that this is Embiid's moment and I like the overall depth of roster. I don't like Philly because I think they have a great second star because I'm not certain come the postseason they do have that. All right, so LeBron and the Lakers, let's just say this. Factually, Memphis is injury-ravaged. They're falling apart. Uh, That said, uh, Rob Palenka at the deadline made this team longer, younger, more athletic, and more shooters. I don't think D'Angelo Russell's here forever, but Reeves and LeBron fit. Um, And AD, whatever happened, has literally finally in his career said, I'm going to play through injuries, I'm going to play hurt, and I'm going to dominate. And I will say, if that continues, they're pretty interesting. They're kind of interesting. you think? You think you laughed at me. You, I don't, you know, I don't forget, Colin, you and J-Mac laughed at me two weeks ago when I said the Lakers were winning the West. Here's what I know. LeBron James and Anthony Davis have now, win healthy, played 22 playoff games in the Western Conference. They are 17-5 and five in those games. I know that I have seen. You're talking about the Grizzlies being ravaged by injury. The Lakers were not able to defend their title because Anthony Davis got hurt and because LeBron James, Solomon Hill did a somersault into his ankle and damn near broke it and he was injured. Last year, they dealt with injuries. Injuries are a part of the postseason and the injuries could bite the Lakers. But as this roster is right now, the entire Western Conference had to watch game one against the Grizzlies and say, "Uh uh-oh. That was the vintage LeBron James feel-out game. Game one, I'm not even going to move it out of second gear except for a couple times. I'm going to find shooters. I'm going to take threes. I'm going to survey what the other team's doing. And they ran away and hid from Memphis. And now all of a sudden, with Ja, I expect he'll probably play, but I doubt how effective he'll be in game two. If they can get up 2-0 on Memphis, and Memphis just feels like, ah, not our season, and if they can get some rest, and then in the next round, they are either going to be playing a Warriors team that will be coming off a seven-game war in Sacramento, or a Kings team that will be coming off the greatest moment for every single one of those players' professional basketball lives, except for, I suppose, Harrison Barnes, and the emotional letdown of then all of a sudden you're playing the Lakers, and by the way, the Kings' issue defensively all year has been you can't stop teams from getting to the rim. The Warriors haven't been able to exploit it because they don't go to the rim. The Lakers do. All of a sudden, they are smooth sailing to the conference finals. And then in the conference finals, you're dealing with a Denver Phoenix winner. I assume that would be Phoenix, but I told you I don't trust that team's depth. This is all shaping up 
for LeBron James oh boy. in year 20. Yeah. My goodness. The same year he breaks Kareem's record, he leads a team to a title. Forget the greatest player ever. They might have to name the championship trophy after him. Sorry, Larry <laughs> O'Brien. I'm just telling you, that's where this train is headed. And maybe, if I'm wrong about the Sixers, we get a Lakers-Celtics NBA Finals. Oh, boy. You know, the, the two most storied franchises, a team that LeBron James has owned for, let me check the records, oh, yeah, a decade straight. Oh, that'd be something. That'd be something coming down those tracks, <laughs> Colin Cowherd. Okay, so... I, yeah. This could be, pers- you know, they have uh, confirmation bias and recency bias. This could be personality bias. I go to bed very early. I'm boring. I like my quarterbacks to be presidential and boring. I do. Jalen Hurts, sure. Mahomes, Burrow, Herbert. No drama. Aaron Rodgers wears me out. Kyler Murray wears me out. Lamar Jackson, who I've always been a fan of, is starting to wear me out. A story today comes out. Lamar was offered the same contract Jalen Hurts just signed. Hurts is like, let's do it, get back to football. Lamar turned it down. I am, I mean, again, maybe this is personality bias. When it comes to quarterbacks, I'm not into noise and drama. I'm over it. And I am close to saying if they were offered the same deal, and Lamar, who this morning I would take Jalen Hurts over Lamar, I would. You're getting to a point with Lamar Jackson is I'm, I, I'm moving out of the Lamar Jackson club to, like, let him go. Your thoughts? Well, listen, I think I, I, I think I partially agree with you. Here's what I think. I think Lamar should call the Ravens and say, I'll take the exact deal Jalen Hurts just signed. Sounds fair. He's, he's been to a Super Bowl. I haven't. I've won an MVP. He hasn't. He's had one excellent season. I've had, at a minimum, two excellent seasons. He's, you know, he, you are, he's taking a bit of a discount, if you will, because he's getting the early security, not having reached free agency. I have reached free agency. I'm like, you, that is a fair contract, the one that Jalen just signed. And if Lamar can still get it, I think he should take it. I think he should go get that exact contract if that is still available to him. And I think it'd be the Ravens' best interest because that team stinks when Lamar Jackson doesn't play. People can say whatever his flaws are. They score 10 less points per game when he doesn't play. But if I may just for a moment tell you what my reaction to the Jalen Hurts contract non-Lamar category was this. Right now, Colin, there is a bigger gap between the salary of the highest paid quarterback in the league and Patrick Mahomes' salary then there is a gap between Patrick Mahomes' salary and Daniel Jones's salary. Wow. When Herbert and Burrow get their new deals, even if Lamar doesn't get signed, Mahomes will be the seventh highest paid quarterback like in that. football with eight years left on his deal. Oh, you bet your tail feathers I like that. <laughs> I like it too, Colin. You know what it smells like? A dynasty to me is what it smells like. We got the most talented player ever, and by the start of next season, he's going to be the 10th highest paid player in the league, and he's going to be locked up longer than anybody. Oh, my goodness gracious. (laughs) They're not going to be able to print up enough banners for what we're going to be doing on First Things First these next few years. How is anyone going to compete? How are you going to compete with the Chiefs if Mahomes is making in three years below league average quarterback money? Because yeah. that's where this train is going. Daniel Jones is worth 40. Mahomes only worth 45. Jalen worth 51. Okay. 
Works for me. I'm happy for Jalen. That works for me. By the way, one little quick ad. I thought it was an egregious waste of energy in California, and Gavin Newsom should step in for light the beam. That seems like to me it's a big waste oh. of energy. Oh, but whatever. You're talking about he want well. Governor Hockle here in New York is might have to step in as well because the beam we're going to light to start first things first today, oh, you're going to be able to see it from California. <laughs> oh, it's great. Colin, can you remember the last time I went out on one of these limbs and was wrong? I can't. I gave you, I mean, I mean, I gave you the Kings. I gave you the Prince that was promised the chiefs when they were dead in the water. My goodness. It's been quite a hot streak, my friend. I got to tell you, and we are going to revel in it on first things first today. Well, enjoy it. Cause as we discussed earlier, it, I don't know how long you're going to last with your crazy lifestyle. So I want you to enjoy every last. I was out gambling <laughs> till three in the morning last night. I know you were. That's a true story. I know it is. I got, and then I did podcast, talk to you, do the show. Hey man, you only live once. Let's go. Let's see. Let, let's go. Let, let, let's get as much out of this life as you can. Eight, I'll eight, talk to you later. Eight forty. I was in bed. He's a, he's gambling. Uh, Nick Wright. Yeah. I love him, my friend. Uh, first things first. After the show, he's he is. By the way, that guy can play poker. I mean, he could be a professional. I'm not joking. Nick Wright could be a professional poker player. Not joking. That uh, election guy, five thirty eight. Nate Silver could be a professional. A lot of people can do it. Usually, very mathy people. They get that math in their head. I'm not real mathy. So that was fun. One more herd? The herd streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like. Hi, it's the herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources attention all wrestling aficionados wrestling with freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season this is freddie prince jr and i am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back and joining me once again is the one and only jeff die Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. To gain visibility and control over your financials, inventory, commerce, HR, and more, go to netsuite.com slash herd. Six months, no payments. Six months, no interest. NetSuite. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. We'll start in the NBA, but we do have some NFL stuff percolating. Uh, in the NBA, Giannis had that uh, lower back injury here on that nasty yeah. call when, uh, who, who is that, Kevin Love taking a charge, I think. Um, Coach Mike Budenholzer said the MRI came back clean. The team is optimistic about Giannis's return. He's still sore, um, but I think um, progress, and um, you know he's getting some treatment. And, uh, you know, I think we'll just continue to monitor him uh, for the next, whatever, 24, next day or two. And um, probably fortunate that, you know, two days between games. Um, so, you know, I think still mostly positive, mostly optimistic. Um, but we'll see how he feels over the next, uh, you know, day or two. I like my guy Jimmy Buckets, but it's tough to get excited about this series, right? Well, and Tyler Hero is out for the rest of the yeah. season, so they don't have enough shooters. I mean, Tyler Hero ends up being a really valuable He's gone. They can't. They won't be able to score. Yeah. Uh, next up, we got to go to the Jets because um, you know we talk Aaron Rodgers seemingly every hour, but there's Zach Wilson news. Big yeah. news. He is in attendance for day one of the Jets offseason workouts. Colin. Yeah. I know you're fired up. I am. Former number two overall pick. Let's just say he hasn't been great since the Jets drafted him. <laughs> hasn't been great. Um, I, I don't even know what to make of Zach Wilson at this point. Like. Under no circumstances should he be starting a game next season. If Aaron Rodgers is hurt, go to someone else. Like the fans are out on Zach, he will get booed when he takes his the field. teammates are out. His teammates are out on him. It's ugly, man. It's depressing too. That's why this Aaron Rodgers news. We need to lift it up, you know. Like let's bring in Aaron Rodgers. Well, I think it would. You know, is there a scenario in which Aaron stays in Green Bay? David Bakhtiari said no, but. And Bakhtiari's his best friend. I don't, I don't want to entertain that, you know? Right. I got enough going on in my life right okay. now. I, right. I, I can't get very dark All thinking right. about Zach Wilson maybe starting or Chris Strebler. I don't know. Is Joe Flacco still in the league? You can't go with Joe Flacco and Chris Strebler. That's not a. You option. can't go with Zach Wilson. That's not an option. Now, now you can. If no Aaron and you want to go in the AFC, you could end up being a three-win team. Could we say to the Titans, we'll take Ryan Tannehill, you guys go after Rodgers? We'll take Tannehill on the very, very cheap. Well, you tank. Huh? Tank. The coach will be fired. We're not going over this again. All right, right, final story from the Mormon Mahomes. We go to Patrick Mahomes. Remember he had that sprained ankle against the Jags in the divisional round, re-injured it against the Eagles. Mahomes is still rehabbing it this offseason, and now we have an update. It's been more about uh, just kind of managing it, uh, but getting the mobility back as best as I possibly can. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm 100%, 100%, but I've had no necessary limitations. But I think we've done a great job of pushing it to the right limit um, to where now I'm throwing and stuff like that and having no limitations there. So I think there'll be a running and cutting. There'll still be a little bit of limitations going the next few weeks, but I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna happy with where I'm at. Um, and we'll keep pushing it and uh, getting me to the right spot for the, the beginning of the, of the season. Great news for Patrick Mahomes. You see that red pool table behind him? I like the Chiefs red. Um, pool or ping pong for you? Pool. 
Although I, I yeah, I, I play a lot of pool actually. Really? I have, I have a pool table in uh, L.A. and a pool table in Utah. My wife and I love put on some country music. Oh wow! <laughs> Seriously? We'll knock down a beer, play some pool for a couple hours. I love pool. Who wins the best of seven pool series, me or you? Me. I beat Ann, but my son beats me. All right, you, you're, you're, you probably play a lot. I play a lot of pool. Uh, you know, people just say I'm a natural athlete. Ping pong, <laughs> pool. Pool's not an... Minnesota <laughs> Fats was a great <laughs> pool player. There's no athletic ability in pool. Uh, well... It's a repetition it, It's sport. a math thing, so I'm really good at it. I'm also good at math. And humble. You, you bring a lot I, of I'm qualities. I've been playing a lot of chess lately. You do any chess? Uh, no, I did. I play backgammon. I don't know what that is. Oh, no, I, I do know what backgammon is. Backgammon's fun. I've never played. Yeah. Uh, J-Mac with the news. <laughs> well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Line News. So there is an NFL story percolating. It's it's a second-tier story. I'm all into it. You, you think if that happens? You don't think it's a, a top-tier story? Well, I think one of the brands is a huge brand in the NFL. I don't yeah, think the player... and they have a history of doing great things with wide receivers, buying this guy low. He had one bad year. Just tell the audience who it is. So Allen Robinson, who was a huge disappointment, Matt Stafford pounded the table. Yeah. Matt Stafford wanted Allen Robinson. The team, McVay and Les Snead, didn't love him. Matt wanted him. They brought him in. He has no burst, can't separate. I thought it was a great deal. I, I liked him a lot. He just didn't work. And so that offense was Cooper Cup and a bad old line and a backup quarterback. And so they're moving on. They've moved off Bobby Wagner and Jalen Ramsey. They're moving off people. They're trying to free up some cap space. Um, and so Allen Robinson uh, is being shipped, if he passes a physical, to the Pittsburgh Steelers, who got rid of Clay, Chase Claypool. They shipped him to Chicago for a draft pick. And Pittsburgh does wonders. They probably want to get Kenny Pickett, a veteran player, a possession receiver, because you've got the young kid from Georgia. Is it Pickens? Pickens is very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've And you've got another receiver I like. Deontay and, Johnson. Yeah. And so bring in a veteran possession receiver. They also have a good tight end, Najee Harris. But they're very young at their skill positions they're kind of young so bring in Allen Robinson he's a grown-up uh with Kenny Pickett that's a nice smart play by the Steelers and the Rams are like the Rams don't have a first but they have a second two-thirds and then a bunch of fifths a bunch of six and a bunch of sevens I'm interested I don't even know if you get a pick for Allen Robinson would you uh a late round pick probably um so actually the Steelers have a couple good running backs in Harris and Warren and McFarland's not bad, and the tight end is is excellent. So I think the Rams would rather take a running back than a pick. Who's the backup to mm, Najee I, Harris? I, I think they just need picks, Colin. No, no, no. By the way, can they I have a the- million? They have 11, 12 picks. GMs say this all the time. You don't eleven picks. Your team would get too young if you hit on all of them. You want players and picks, Colin. This wide here's the wide receiver room with Allen Robinson traded for the Rams. Cooper Cup coming off the season-ending surgery. Van Jefferson. Van Jefferson. We don't even know if he's a three. Uh, the Notre ben Dame. Ben Skoranek. Yeah, they don't have a two. Two-two Atwell. No. Someone named Austin Trammell and no. then Lance McCutcheon. No, they need. They have a second and two-thirds. They have to pick a receiver. If I was the Rams, I would take in the second round a receiver. No, third offensive round. line. <laughs> Their offensive line was horrendous. There's Stafford a lot of O-linemen out there. I, I think you got to go OL first. I mean, you can find receivers anywhere. Can't hmm. you? It's not a great receiver draft. I'll tell you who I would draft. I would go in the second round and get the. I would get Musgrave, the tight end from Oregon State, in the second round. Third wow. round, I'd get Zach Charbonnet, the running back from UCLA, and then in the second, third pick, I'd go find. 
a tight end somewhere. You know, we no, should no, do. I do Musgrave. I do a receiver. Whoever the best receiver is in the second, get him. Then I would go literally UCLA running back, Oregon State tight end, and I then I'd worry about everything else later. They so don't worry have enough. about the offensive line later. There's a lot of good tackles. Just got to go find them. I mean, their offensive line was horrendous. Colin, we should do a skit where I tell you, is this a starter on the Rams defense or is he a made-up name? Because there are like seven guys on this defense I've never heard of. And we watch a lot of college football. I told you, McVay, I was told that McVay is going to get what he wants this offseason. So offense. He wants dynamic <laughs> offense. Okay. You can't do Cooper Cup and Cam Akers and Matt Stafford. So you got to get another tight end, another receiver, another back. They'll move off Cam Akers in 15 seconds. I'm saying, so if you go to the Steelers and say, we'll give you a receiver, you give us your second best running back in the seven-round pick, I think the Rams would take it. So uh, rank the AFC West teams for me right now. 49ers, Seahawks, Rams. I think the Rams are going to bounce back and be very good. Better than Seattle? Let's just slow down on the Geno Smith uh, victory parades. What, me? You are the one who loves Seattle. You hyped the heck out of that team. You think the Rams are better than them next year? I think McVay and Stafford are really good in an offensive league. You do realize half the playoff teams miss the following year. Very, yeah. You, got, you add about six teams a week. You don't take any away. Somebody's not going to make it that made it last year. Is it possible Seattle pulls back a little? Well, we said Minnesota will pull back. We think the Giants pull back. Yeah. We think the Cowboys pull back. That's fair. Just think the Rams are going to be this idea of bearing McVay okay. and Matt Stafford. I'd slow so, down a so, little. All right. It's April 18th. Who wins more games next year? The Chicago Bears or the L.A. Rams? Rams easily. Okay. Buy it away, audience. Put me down for the Bears. Now, you want to make a bet? Want to do it? one of those... Uh, uh, haircut bets? You no, make? absolutely not. I'll make that another. bet right now. No, the, the hairstylist here will not let me make any haircut okay, bets. Okay. I've been told. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. This is Steve Covino. And Rich Davis. And together we are Covino and Rich. Covino and Rich. Thanks, buddy. Uh, that's right. Covino and Rich, Fox Sports Radio's newest hit show. Heard weekdays from 5 to 7 Eastern. 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Every Covino and Rich show is available as a podcast. Just search Covino and Rich wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe. I'm such a rocking dude. The show features our unique take on sports, injected with some fun, humor, and relatability. Listen to Covino and Rich five days a week on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covino and Rich, give me a hell yeah! Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Saturday on Fox, some of baseball's best show out in an early season showdown as Pete Alonso and Francisco Lindor lead the Mets against Brandon Crawford and the Giants or Luis Robert and the White Sox battle Randy Arozarena. And the dominating race, it all begins Saturday at 4 Eastern on Fox. So when I bring Nick Wright on next week on Tuesday, do you believe the series is tied at two? Can I give you an answer after we hear if Draymond is suspended for the Okay, that's fair. If Draymond's not suspended. I sure as heck hope it's 2-2. I'm not that confident. I, I, I know they're going home and that should change things. But there are some things fundamentally the Warriors cannot do against this team. They cannot keep Monk Fox out of the lane. They cannot stop Sabonis inside. They've been outscored by 30 points in the paint in the first two games, Colin. What's going to change? James Wiseman's out of town. Like, I don't know how they stop him. Well, this is something. There's no reason for me to get into this in any detail. But I told you, if the Warriors lose, and the reason they lose is they just can't defend the interior Watch them make a move for Anthony Davis, the Warriors. Who are they giving up for Anthony Davis? Jordan Poole, who they're tired of. Draymond Green, who they don't want to pay. (laughs) No, you say what you want. No, no, that's interesting. Draymond Green and Jordan Poole to the Lakers because you still have Wiggins as a wing defender and Anthony Davis as an elite interior defender. Because you start looking at Giannis, Jokic, Sabonis. There's a lot of bigs in this league and they have no size. And Looney gives you no offense. So if the war if you lose, why do you lose? If the Warriors lose, it will be mm. because of what you're saying is they just don't have the size. Yeah. And yeah. then you get Anthony Davis and you say, well, he gets hurt a lot. Well, Draymond's aging and he's expensive and he doesn't give you a ton of offense. But a Draymond, and they're tired of Jordan Poole, so the, but he could, for the Lakers, he'd be a scorer. I'd take him over D'Angelo Russell. Do you have to fundamentally change a lot about the Warriors? You, if you lose Draymond Green because he is like a point forward. You have screen to bring setting. in somebody who can defend the rim. That's Anthony Davis. So Wiggins is a wing defender. Peyton, a backcourt defender. AD, a big defender. I'm not saying the Warriors want to let go of Draymond, but the Lakers want him. And if you had to move off somebody, I could see them say, you know, you got to get 
to yeah. give, give to get. So is there a world where Jonathan Kuminga, we see him in Game 3 at all against Sabonis? I'd like to at least see that. He's yes. long and super athletic. Yeah. Well, I think you're going to see, if Draymond can play, a much different version of the Warriors at home. They're the best yes. three-point shooting team in the league. They've shot 32% in, three, in two games on the road. They're not shooting well, and a lot of it is the refs swallow the whistle. There's a lot of grabbing, and they just inserted Peyton and Wiggins, and the Warriors' offense is out of rhythm it will at home, more games for Wiggins, get back, I believe, in a more fluid rhythm. Right, you're also assuming, though, that the Kings' defensive nature, which the guards are relentless. Davion Mitchell was in Curry's jersey for like at least you know 30 minutes last night. He's a very good player. I, I personally would, and I talked about it on my podcast, I would move Curry off the ball a little bit more because the drain on him having to bring the ball up against full court pressure, that wears on you for 40-plus minutes. Who do you trust with the ball? Well, that's the question. Clay's not a great ball handler. Draymond's turnovers have been abysmal. Like, he can be a point forward. They're not going to pressure him at half court. He can walk the ball up and initiate offense. And then you have Curry. I mean, you could try Wiggins bringing it up a little bit. But I, I need Curry healthy and fresh in the fourth quarter. And he looked a little tired last night, Jack, at some of those. I think he had two air balls in the fourth. By the way, Bryce Young calls off his remaining pre-draft visits. He knows something. Fox Bet says the second overall pick now looks like it's going to be Will Anderson of Alabama. So we've said this about C.J. Stroud. If you ask Buckeye fans, the smart ones, about C.J. Stroud, they have reservations. So this is good news potentially if Will Anderson goes second, Bryce Young goes to uh, Carolina, Will Anderson to Houston. They have a defensive coach. It wouldn't shock me. Um, it, it's I think it's good for Seattle and good for Indy because they have more options on quarterbacks if they so desire to draft a quarterback, whoever they draft. Um, I do not think this is a draft with a – I think Jalen Carter is the best pure body talent in the draft. If he didn't have some character stuff, he'd go number two. I don't think any question. Um, I don't I don't see any locks in this draft. Um, I don't. I, I, I don't see a – like Will Anderson's good. He's not a Bosa brother. He's not a Miles Garrett. He's, I don't think he's a Chase Young physically. I think he's really good. Um, I think some of, the, some of the players I know are going to succeed are mid-first-round guys. Dalton Kincaid, the tight end at Utah. Michael Meyer, the tight end at Notre Dame. Those guys are going to come in and play right off the bat. Bijan Robinson, the running back at Texas, going to come in and play. A lot of the players that I know are going to make it, uh, the offensive lineman from Northwestern, uh, Skaronsky, Peter Skaronsky, who can play guard, center, tackle. He's going to end up, he'll be like an Elijah Vera Tucker, who the Jets have. He'll be able to come into this league and play multiple positions, a lot of dexterity on the O-line. He's going to work. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of busts. I think a lot of the guys that I'm sure that can play are like mid-round, first-round guys who may not be dominating, but really effective really early. I don't think there's a superstar in this draft, at least in the top five or six picks. I just don't see I think Bryce Young will be highly effective if he was 25 pounds more and two inches taller, then maybe you get a star, but he's a smaller athlete. So C.J. Stroud, I just don't, in a weak Big Ten, I just, just didn't see enough juice. I didn't see it. All right, we, we are loaded today. Two hours flying by. Mike Bibby last hour. How about those Kings? How about those Kings? Live in L.A., it's The Herd. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. 
Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.